1: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. And this week, we're asking the question, were we talked into Tomb of the White Horse? My name is Jeff and I haven't cooked a meatloaf in too long.
2: My name is Jimmy and I don't miss social media.
0: My name is Dan, and I only own two board games, and somehow they're both Seinfeld board games.
1: <laughs> That's true. What's the, the So, one of them is the Festivus one, right? Yes. Right. What's the other one? Uh, Seinfeld Seen It, which I also received <laughs> as a gift. That's so funny because I have SNL Trivial Pursuit, which comes with a DVD also from like, yeah. I got it in like the early 2000s. And I think other than that, like Scrabble, uh, those are like the two board games I have. And hmm. Scrabble's not really a board game.
0: Yeah, I love when I don't board games. I, any. I love when board games, which are intrinsically old-fashioned, try to embrace new technologies, and it's really yeah. dumb. Like I have that Trivial Pursuit that instead of cards has this weird handheld video game thing that generates the questions. Mm.
2: So is that a board game? Did you just lie to us?
0: Oh shit! Well, there's I do have it. Well, there is no, no, a well,
1: board because you have to go around the board with your pieces and collect.
0: No, you're right. Pie well, I technically don't have it in my possession. I gave it to my mom, who has has other board games.
1: Okay. So you are an I'll absolute you have liar, that. is what you're saying?
0: I, it's arguable that I lied. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty good.
2: Nice. Is so chess a board are- game? Oh uh,
1: no! I have chess no. boards too. I want to okay. get all the board. I, Ooh, there's a board and it's a game. Maybe it is. I don't know. That I have no clue for. I also have Scattergories, but that's like a party game. Yeah, Scattergories is fun. Scattergories, scattergories is, is great. I it's just been sitting in my closet collecting dust because I'm not allowed to see my family because people don't want to wear masks at grocery. Might stores. have
0: to talk me into Scattergories. I don't think I've ever played it. Oh uh, yeah, maybe we could do like
1: uh, you know, when Jackbox go, Party Pack. That was fun. When, when COVID's done, we can do like a category like get a whole bunch of people together. When
0: COVID's when done. When COVID's
1: yeah, done. Yeah, that was my <laughs> joke.
0: <laughs>
1: Your daughter will be old enough to play with us at the
0: cold.
2: She'll be 37.
1: And she'll be the last human alive. That's why COVID will be done. <laughs> yeah. I've done a good job protecting you. War We Talked Into. These are episodes we do roughly once a month. They're just fun funs. They're quick for us to record. They're fun to bring up topics that might have got buried in our feed. Um, we do a lot of like roundtable and showdown episodes that have multiple topics. So like our record roundtable two, for example, we talked about city and color, but that doesn't show up in the title of the episode. So if you're scrolling by, you might not have heard us talk about city and color. So our first where we talked into, we did city and color. Um, this is our fifth where we talked into, and it is for Tomb of the White Horse. It is a comic that is written by. Uh, An actual friend of ours, Ian Mondrick. And we had this in our very first Haunt Me Into, which was our our spooky Halloween episode. That It was uh, episode 38, came out like two and a half years ago uh, on October 29th of 2019. And Jimmy picked it not to shill for Ian. He didn't ask us to do that. He's not asking us to do this. And as like a podcast person, I should have been like, hey, Ian, do you want to be on this episode? But I didn't. So (laughs) we're just going to do it. But I did pick this because Tomb of the White Horse was a very good comic. Uh, Spoiler alert, we were talked into it. Um, There was nothing like we have to say yes because he's our friend. It's genuinely a good comic book. And since then, he came out with Tomb of the Red Horse, which I have not read because I got it literally like the day I was moving. And it's packed away in a box that I can't find. And also, this episode is coming out February 22nd around the same time that his Kickstarter is launching for the third book, Tomb of the Black Horse. So I thought it was good Mm -hmm. timing. It's a a good conversation that we'll be bringing up and revisiting. Uh, Do you guys remember this episode? I know Dan probably has no idea anything he said inside this episode because he never does and it's always great
0: i don't remember this episode but i know that i like tomb of the white horse because (laughs) i recently read it when i read tomb of the red horse so i guess i'm a bigger fan than you are jeff you piece of garbage. Oh, no. This was the Haunt Me
1: Into where Dan made us watch episodes of Roseanne. So who's Stand the, piece the of garbage <laughs> now? Stand by that decision. And I think it was after she had the the wacky dude. Tie. Oh, yeah, it, was. it was. Yeah, it was much after. So, yeah, that's that's
0: who Dan is. He's pushing Trumpers on the audience. Let's talk about how who Jeff is. The guy promos this episode only mentioning Ian Mondrick. What about Ben Philby? Benjamin Philby, tremendous art, talented co-creator. Yes. Why do you hate artists, Jeff? <laughs> I don't like not even art. a
2: woman,
1: Jeff.
0: Wow. <laughs> Let's listen to it. Okay. We're listening to it <laughs> now. In the meantime, guys, we alluded to it earlier. <gasps> yeah we did what are we doing next week haunt me into i'm not doing that no
1: <laughs> uh we're doing a round table we picked a couple spooky things but they're kind of fun yeah fun we're like spooky. fun spooky it's yeah. not really um before we say what we're doing i just want to say jimmy picked one issue of a comic book yeah i picked a three-song ep and dan wanted to To have us watch a two and a half hour movie. (laughs) He really wants to get that homework done, but he changed it to three episodes of a TV show. Jimmy. Yeah.
2: So I'm doing one single issue and it just so happens to be by our friend Ian, Ian Mondrick. Yeah. And um, so he, you, the listeners probably heard, we had an advertisement for him a while ago for a Kickstarter for a comic called Tomb of the White Horse. So that's what we're doing, boys. We're read- reading Tomb of the White Horse. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I hope it's spooky.
2: Yeah. It's supposed to be a horror comic. Um, it's funny because I haven't read it, but I'm assuming it's going to be good because I backed it on Kickstarter. Yeah. I have faith in Ian. I believe that he can make a good book. So uh,
0: so this one's a little different for us because people, as of now, can't actually read along with us for this. Right. So it's going to
1: be kind of spoiler free. We'll get to that next episode is yeah. my tagline this
0: episode. But. Yeah. You can't read it, but you can follow Ian on Twitter. At Ian Face. And Ian underscore face? It's one of those. Jimmy, <laughs> put it in the show notes. I will. And so so follow him, and you can read updates on when Tomb of the White Horse comes out, where you can get your copy, all that good stuff, and, and find out about his other writing, too.
2: Yeah. Well, I have the last one. And this one uh, strikes home a little bit because it's our friend Ian wrote a comic yes, called Tomb of the White Horse, uh, which was a Kickstarter that we plugged on our show a long time ago. And um, I was really interested in it because um, I like Ian as a person. I think he's pretty funny. I think he's a cool guy. But as
1: a writer, he's shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've read anything that
1: no, he, he's, he wrote. No, he's
2: good. I've read all um, of his stuff. But um, I was interested in the concept. So... um, Basically, he did a Kickstarter, like I said, it's called Tomb of the White Horse, and um, we're going to talk about it after we read it, and uh, obviously, but... Uh, we don't know a lot. We know it's a, a horror horror comic, right? Yes. We we know that it's a horror comic, and uh, it's going to get a little spooky, a little Ooh, creepy. Spooky. Yeah.
1: Um, The one thing I will say, and we'll talk more about this when we get there, this is going to be kind of like a talk me into first. We're not going to spoil it. Yeah. We're going to review it. But without spoilers, because it's such a not it's not a short comic. It's like 30 to 40 pages. Yeah. But because it's just one thing and it's a kickstarted project that's becoming available now, we don't want to give away anything. Because if what we talk about sounds good to you, we want you to go get it. Yeah. And read it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to read it, and uh, hopefully I'll talk Ian's other friends into it. it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they like it. (laughs) So, uh, just going off again, uh, we're going to be reading Tomb of the White Horse. Jeff, what are we going to be listening to?
0: Reliant K's The Creepier EPR. And then, Dan, what are we going to be watching? We are watching three of the Roseanne Halloween episodes, Season 2, Episode 7, Season 3, Episode 7, and Season 4, Episode 6. Where is that? So thing? keep it locked. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I don't
1: know
2: why that popped into my sound head. effects, explosion, <laughs> fart sound.
1: Let's
2: get spooky. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, so then we get on to the very last. Ooh, I'm but, excited uh, for this one. Yeah, so this one is our friend Ian wrote a comic called Tomb of the White Horse. Yeah. And it wasn't just uh, him as well. Jeff, I believe you have the credits up if you'd like to I read I do have them the off.
1: credits. Uh, Ian Mondrick wrote it. He's our friend at Ian underscore face on Twitter. Uh, the art is by Benjamin Philby at B-A-E Philby. Colors by Leslie Atlansky at l Lansky, letters by zach sam uh, at zach sam that's z-a-k-k-s-a-a-m uh danny lore was the script editor at weird dogs which is funny uh w-e-r-e-d-a-w-g-z <laughs> cover art by kim myatt at y-s-v-y-r-i and a uh, special thanks to tony keaton I don't know what the thanks is for, but I'm sure he helped out, so I would yeah. like to
0: thank him as well. And we should, before we get into it, we should talk about availability. So so Jimmy mentioned that this is part of a Kickstarter.
2: Yes, this was originally a Kickstarter, and I believe it's going to be available on his website to purchase.
0: Yeah, so in
1: November, debuting at Thought Bubble, which is a convention in the UK, I believe the artist is from the UK, um, it'll be available there, so if you're in the uk and listening to this podcast which is unlikely check it out um go there we and do have some uk listeners oh cool yeah and it's gonna be on ian's website soon thereafter we don't have that information right now but it
0: will be available for you to buy if you did not kickstart it so the safest course of action is to follow ian underscore face on twitter yeah yeah
1: shoot him a shoot him a message and buy this comic
2: so I'm going to give a, a little bit of a synopsis of the thing without spoiling it at all um, because we want people to read this because it's our friend. We want to support them. Um, so the general premise of the thing is that an enormous package shows up to a courier service and um, the workers uh, get curious basically about um, and uh, so they open it up and a bunch of uh, very old Bibles come pouring out and then it's revealed to, um, there's like this big, it's like a safe. Yeah. Well, it's like a big safe. And by the
0: way, we should say that it shows up at the courier service, but it's like unmarked. It's not, in other words, it's not like a a normal thing. It's not supposed to be delivered. The one credit that I think Ian
1: accidentally left out of his comic was to thank me. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding about that. No, but when he started to write this, he, knowing that I worked in warehouses for years, called me up and we had a conversation about like warehouses because this is going to be a big part of his story Mm -hmm. and you know i told him certain things about pallets like what they looked like how they were stacked like the black wrap that goes around it is a real thing that exists some things are light sensitive or some things need a certain kind of it's like
0: almost like a plastic cling wrap right yeah it's basically like
1: imagine saran wrap but like 200 times bigger yeah we had to wrap
2: that up in in uh walmart when i worked there
1: Yeah, so they they do have this, and he just asked like little things like that. So, I mean, he was working on this for a while, and I'm I'm really glad to see it in its complete form because I've, you know, I knew the outline of this years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, but but I also, I do like how he got to, having worked in warehouses and me having told him like some stuff about what goes on in warehouses, he really got the vibe of like a late night warehouse down. Yeah. And you know I never worked like super late night, but I worked with a lot of lazy people, uh, including myself at hmm. times. And this is kind of the vibe. They kind of like, yeah, there's rules. You want to be safe. You don't want to get hurt. But you're also just like curious and don't really care because a lot of warehouse workers are underpaid and they don't give a shit about <laughs> like things like. If they see something weird come in, they're going to look like we got weird stuff misshipped to us all the time. We got books. So like Mm -hmm. a a pallet of Bibles being shipped to somewhere that doesn't sell or doesn't store or doesn't transfer Bibles isn't unheard of. Yeah. Freight gets lost just like letters do. It happens, especially with no markings. on. There's one marking on this pallet, which seems like some kind of code.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we don't want to get too spoilery, but the safe type thing vault thing arrives and there's a keypad. And they think maybe they should enter that code and that'll unlock it. And uh, some spooky stuff ensues.
2: Yeah. So just general opinions about the comic. Um, I really love the art. I thought the art was really well done.
1: It is. All of, all of the steps, everything about the art is great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good art, really good coloring. Shading was on point. I really like the style of it too.
0: Yeah, there's some some creepy things coming up that have to do with like possession. Yeah. And I think the way that that's depicted is, is done really well. I like to see tran- the transformations that the characters undergo as they experience, you know, contact with this item and things like that. Um, you could definitely see the way this evil nature is transforming characters. I thought the, uh, the formatting of the
2: issue was really well done too especially like on those big full splash like pages like the, the layout of
0: the panels
1: you mean yes yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was paced really well too yeah back to the art though like like dan said some creepy stuff happens it's really there's some really gory stuff in here really mm-hmm. grotesque stuff like body horror stuff and but there's also it's really highly detailed and there's a lot of emotion in the characters faces yeah i've read a not a lot of horror comics but i've read enough to where certain artists have certain styles and like if they do gory or bloody like they're good at that Mm -hmm. but like the characters might lack depth lack personality yeah um that's not the case here this is kind of like we talked about the six gun on this uh, podcast before we had a whole episode about mm-hmm. it it's like that you have you can convey all this emotion with the faces but also have this like this gory stuff like in the six gun i agree when i thought
2: when of the, the six hand gun got a lot. cut
1: off and there's like all this weird stuff going on and there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of stuff in darkness happening too there's shadows and silhouettes and you see these bodies and like these weird things going on and right Run- the thing yes i mm-hmm. was gonna get to that too i it's definitely inspired by the thing and the colors are great too because a lot of horror books for some reason i was thinking about 30 days of night when Mm -hmm. this is going on like if you read that it's kind of just like black white gray and then like stark reds and that's it
2: yeah Yeah,
1: and kind of just like it seems like that seems like cheap horror yeah um art but this was like it's comic booky it's bright where it needs to be yeah and
0: then as soon as the colors change you know like This is is good. And let's speak to one decision that was really, must have been made early on um, that I think is really powerful to what Jeff's speaking is that I'm assuming it was Ian made the decision that the depiction of the evil entity would not be a big black blob. Right. I don't want to get into it, but let's just say it defies a lot of horror cliches. I know. I want to talk about it so bad because, because it's I very loved unique. It. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely loved it. And it was just unnerving. Yeah. And also you, you had talked about sort of, um, the one dimension, one dimensionality of characters in horror fiction. Um, like basically they're there to be the villain or the hero or mm. a body count. Yeah. And this like really goes beyond that. Ian did a great job of hinting at greater backstories, Within yeah. pretty much all these characters, it's a pretty tight storyline. There's like a few there's there's too. three
1: main characters. Yeah, um, yeah, with very limited time and space. Yeah. you get a lot, and some of those pages, uh, the art style changes. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's that's great. what I was talking
0: about before. So I really hope there's more of this to come because. I'm invested. There's a lot. <laughs> Literally, there's a lot that could go down with these characters. Yeah,
1: this is one issue, but it's not the end.
0: This yeah. is this is the jumping
1: off, jumping on point. Yeah. Um, of a, hopefully a long story to come.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, sounds like you guys like it, unless you have any overall I'm so thoughts.
1: glad I liked it, because like, oh, if I didn't, I have to be like, yeah, my friend made this comic, and it's really good. But like, it, it is really good. This is, I've read a lot of his other work before, and I do love his other art, or his other work, but this is my favorite thing that he's written. Oh. Well,
0: and you're, like, the closest to Ian out of all of us. Yeah. So, it would have been really awkward, because if it was bad, <laughs> I would have trashed it. <laughs> No, I wouldn't have trashed it, but I would have been like, "Hey, you know, Ian's cool." Well, this is also this is also
1: really long. A lot of the other things I've read from you know they're they're shorter pieces. They're yeah, like he's worked as part of pages. anthologies. Yeah, and he's stuff. been in anthologies and some other stuff, and and I like him, and they're all different crazy styles. Um, you should definitely go find him on Twitter. And mm. get, I know he's worked on some the of good fight.
0: There's been a few other things. So,
1: well, I do
2: have a question for you guys, even though it seems a little obvious at this point. Never know. But I had talked you guys into Tomb of the White Horse. Yes.
0: yes. Jimmy, yeah. did
2: you
1: talk yourself into Tomb of the White Horse? Oh yeah. It was yeah, really it's, good. It's pretty
2: easy. I liked it a um, lot. It,
1: it was so good. And this is so this is like obviously um self released, but it is in no way amateur. Like this is a professional yeah. comic. This oh, is yeah. this is a I would have been blown away comic. by
2: this if Ian wasn't our friend. Like I've, I thought it was really good. I
1: paid so much money on so many worse stuff.
0: <laughs> garbage comics like this is good yeah. yeah and it made me mad that it ended on a cliffhanger so like oh, I, yeah. I, I want more yeah so everyone needs to support ian and support this thing so that there can be a lot more made yeah. in a timely manner and he's
2: not paying us to say this by the way no, no. that's the, the funny
1: part is too when we came up with on me into yeah. uh dan was like we should get that on here so like i yeah. had to ask him like the pdf just got finished like yeah. two days before we recorded it was not much time yeah. yeah like we we had talked about doing this for a long time and you know i'm like hey man could you send that over we have to record soon <laughs> and like you know i'm sure that yeah he, he's put
0: years of his life into this and i'm like we want to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> the thing is he asked us as friends to put the promo for the kickstarter yeah and that was where it ended like we could have yeah. just done that but we were interested i think it fits the haunt me into perfectly it's, oh for sure it's so good too because like i'm you, so excited even though it's physical, it gets really dark and like gross
1: yeah and spooky it's still light enough to enjoy just regularly like you don't yeah. have to just read this in october yeah um it's really good
2: yeah yeah like i said i'm really excited to get the physical copy of this yeah it's definitely gonna be read a lot they
1: came in i saw he tweeted a box i the saw other day. that
2: too yeah they're
1: about to exciting. go exciting well very exciting well, yeah
2: well was a fun it's a little spooky episode for you guys Ooh.
1: so that was the sound of a ghost in my house <laughs> there was a real ghost yeah because yeah, i don't see it but i heard the sound yeah
0: jimmy when you yeah. were growing up you were a horse girl right
2: yeah, I was the horse girl in school. And uh that's that's why I loved uh Tomb of the White Horse. Yeah. And that's why I, I helped advertise
1: Tomb of the Red Horse for him. And or, or and Dan, horse. growing up you were really into Satan, weren't you? No, just tombs. I like to oh. go into tombs. Yeah, I, I was really into Yeah, I like I like anything that has to do with horses and words with silent bees, like yeah. comb of the white horse. You need it for their manes. Uh, <laughs> womb of the white horse it's the origin story prequel that we didn't know we needed bomb of the white horse it's explosive i'm waiting you for him to run it. out he keeps pulling I'm pretty excited <laughs> by how rapid you're doing this um a plumb of the white horse <laughs> a plume jeff come on i don't know the word dan i ran out that's that's what i got fun episode good comic book check out the kickstarter we're gonna have all that information in the show notes i'm gonna send this link to ian as a surprise because he has no idea we're even recording it and i will also send it to benjamin and
0: here's a surprise for you for every copy of the next tomb series that they sell we're getting a (laughs) dollar that would be cool yeah, they don't know that yet, but now we're going to hold them to it. <laughs> I'm going to hack into their Kickstarter and redirect it to my personal bank account. Yes, so thank you, Ian and Ben.
1: Is that that's, that's all we, we got? Adding?
0: Yeah. Okay. Not a
1: very funny joke, but I guess we'll end there. <laughs> my my name, is, name is Jimmy.
2: Oh, my it's bad. okay. We're all fucked up. We never even synced um oh do you want to sync
1: jimmy let's sync now and then we'll go
0: jimmy dan okay. sync now or forever hold your peace
2: <laughs> three two one
1: okay great uh yeah jimmy's so, left to edit like some kind of segue out <laughs> yeah, this
2: is your episode and you're editing it so oh I yeah i know what you're that's talking me. about that's that me that i have
1: no clue for <laughs> all right um